In this podcast, I'm sharing my passion and curiosity for soft robotics, where we share inspiring stories about the work we do and how we can push the limit. I am Mara Dweeney, and this is Soft Robotics Podcast. Hello, Yannick. Thanks so much for joining us podcast. It's such an honor to have you. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. So thanks a lot for the invite. And I remember you asked me to, to, to do this like last year, but then it was crazy, crazy time is switching from academia to industry. But now, I have, yeah, one year of experience, so I have more things to say. So congratulations for this transition. But maybe before we start, if you can tell the audience who you are. Yeah, so my name is Yannick Antonio, originally from Italy. But I basically studied in Italy for my bachelor and master, but then I, I did my PhD in the U.S. at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, on Android security, and then I moved to France uh, for being an assistant professor for three years. Uh, and you know, during this time, I realized that you know maybe this job was not really really for me. Uh, and then uh, last year, I decided to to quit, and I joined Cisco Talos as a senior security researcher. So that's my current role. Survived one year in the industry. I completely changed topic. Like I was working on Android security up to one year ago. Uh, but now it's more, you know, malware and, you know, uh, I'm in the malware resource team, but mostly on Windows things. So it's a, it's a good change of topic and many things to learn. Wonderful. So first of all, I would like to thank you for the blog post you wrote last year. It was so wonderfully written, so honest. And and to be honest, I'd, many people resonate with you. Some people, maybe yeah, because I have maybe similar experience, but I think it was inspiring to hear the voice that you tell every reason you can leave even if you have something that many people want to have or aspire to have but i would like to ask you first yannick what leads to a situation that you won't be in academia as a phd because i think most people in phd stages and then that's a question should i do a postdoc should i go for industry should i start my own thing for you what's the motivation at the first beginning and where's this kind of points that we will cover later wasn't clear for you if you can tell how this started, the interest in being academia. Uh, yeah. It's very tricky. Um, as I try to write in the blog post, there are many reasons that one can aspire to this position. And, uh, you know, it, it's really a mix of things. One is the academic freedom that has been always advertised. The other thing is the tenure. Oh, once you get tenure, then you're done. Uh, you know, pretty comfy. You, know, you never know what happens in economies and so forth, but it's good to have a safe job. Uh, for many, many years to, to come. Uh, but I think the biggest thing was the respect that I had for my professors. You know, I had many good professors. I had many, they were very, very bad. And then, you know, I, I, I know what kind of impact these good professors had on me and what kind of bad impact these bad professors had on me. And I said, you know, I I want to do my part and I want to make sure that, you know, I I feel energetic and, you know, very positive and supportive for students. And I want to be, you know, doing my part and trying to inspire them to do better, to, to teach them something and so forth. Uh, and also, I didn't, I specifically did not want to be a bad one. Like, these bad guys pushed me away from some fields. Uh, and maybe, you know, if it was not for bad professors that I had, maybe I was not working in security, maybe I was working in robotics. You know, overall, I feel pretty happy, so maybe that's okay. Uh, but it's very sad when, you know, a student feels passionate about the topic and then, due to a bad encounter, then he moves on something else. Um, yeah, uh, then, you know, you know, you start the PhD and unfortunately, the, the kind of a feeling that you have 
is that the successful one get to be professors. And uh, if you don't make it, it means you were not good enough. Now, it's not to say that this was said, you know, in meetings and in my previous group, uh, my two profs were super supportive. Uh, but of course, you know, you spend five, six years with them and uh, you don't want to disappoint me, maybe. And it's kind of clear that they are very happy if one continues in academia. Not because maybe the academia is uh, oh, the only best job that you could have, but maybe, you know, that's their choice. They clearly like it. And I guess it's normal to feel proud if a student is good enough to be able to, to make it. And, you know, it's very competitive. So if you have a student that is able to make it, it means that as an advisor, you did a good job. So there was some kind of a, not push, but some kind of a hinder pressure to, to get there. Um, is another thing is that, you know, I actually went to Eurocom with my best intentions saying, you know, I'm going to settle down here and keep this job forever. Um, but I knew, of course, that it's a very tricky job and maybe you are not really sure if you if you like it or not. But they said it's much easier to go from academia to industry than vice versa. I think it's true. So it was also, a, you know, let's try. And I think it was a good idea. I somehow changed job after three years, completely starting new career, let's say. But it was very, very nice experience. So I, I really cherish this, this time there. So it was a mix of these things. Yeah. But to be honest, I really admire that kind of courage to take a decision. Because you, we mentioned that, you know, it's competitive. And sometimes people take it for the social status. Maybe it's ingrained in our mind that if you... Yeah, because for me, I, I also had the tenure position. I still am sabbatical leave, but I'm not sure I did like the place. And, and that's kind of your post was... I read it many times because you didn't like the place. And there's many factors we'll speak about. But for you, that kind of decision. Okay, I, I don't want that. And... To take this courage to do and come up with a decision. How many time or does it take to come such a decision hard like that? And people say you are crazy. Are you crazy? Uh, it was tough. I mean, this type of procedures, I really felt it, and it's it's uh, sad because one shouldn't take decisions or should not postpone taking the decisions based on oh, you know, the job is prestigious. But then it told me I felt it, and uh, I guess it's part of society that that this job is very very respected, and you know if you. I mean, I remember I was very often traveling and, you know, you take an Uber and then they, they see me like, you know, I seem like a master student. Then they ask me, what do you do? Oh, you know, I'm a professor. And they like look at me, oh, no way. You know, if you say I'm a security researcher, oh, bravo. Okay. It's not the same stuff. Again, very stupid uh, way or reason to keep a job. But I wouldn't be honest if I, I didn't say that, you know, I think it did affect me. Uh, and... It's, it's clear for me that it affects me now after thinking for a long time. But, you know, once you are in it at the beginning, it's not really, really clear. Uh, at least for me, it was not really clear what was going on. You just find yourself very attached to this position. Even if there are many things that you don't like, you feel, oh, you know, that's my job and I really like it. And it took a long time to really pinpoint what were the things that were keeping me there. And honestly, I feel that this kind of problem affects many people or... I have some friends, many of my friends actually ended up in academia and some of them, uh, I think they're really born from the job. I think they, they truly love it. All the things I wrote as cons, they say, yeah, whatever, but there is this, this is so amazing. So I'm very happy for them. I think they found their place. Others, I'm not sure. I, I think I have some friends that are extremely technically very strong. They really enjoy this technical stuff, 
they're very, very, they're very, very strong students and somehow ended up in academia because it was the right thing to do or because the cool guys go there. And, uh, you know, I don't know if these guys are going to remain there in academia forever, but time will tell. But the, the, the thing that, you know, some people may be influenced by this kind of stuff uh, pushed me to, you know, try to say, you know, I thought about this for a long time and I came to the conclusion there are these hidden things that may push you to keep that position. And I think it's bad. It's uh, it's normal. I think it's okay, but it's uh, you know, it's uh, it shouldn't be this way. I really like uh, what you said. And maybe I'm curious to ask you. You mentioned the positive and not yeah good sides maybe in academia. And I'm curious to ask you the main point because sometimes I see that yeah in academia we know we ha we know there are some issues, but sometimes we are afraid to speak about and and we're still repeating the process and we know some some of them doesn't make sense. For you, what's kind of the point? You felt that this is too much. And I, I think it's some people that like say you have to play the academic game. So that's the laser system. I don't know. If you... Yeah, yeah. So, so it's the question like what made me flip, let's say. Yeah, or maybe uh, first of all, because people speak about what, what's, what really needs to be changed. And uh, it's kind of people afraid sometimes to speak up about the issues we have. And I think you're both... You, 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 it's really beautifully written, so... But maybe I'm curious to ask you in that case, but this is too much, I can't... Even if I have to give up that title and status. complaining about this stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a very good job. And yes, the publishing or parish thing, it's, it's sad, and we need to write papers and so forth. But, you know, there are many other jobs that are much, much tougher. So I feel bad about complaining about this stuff. But on the other side, I think it... It's, a, it's our right to, to try to push for a better future. You know, if I think I like something more, then I, even if this is good, I should be, you know, uh, I should be free to actually go, go somewhere else. And uh, the, really, the real thing that completely flipped me off was not the news, but, you know, for my PhD, I wrote many papers and due to, you know, it was a big group and... Uh, um, in the later years, I became one of the more, you know, the senior students, as, as it happens, once you, once you stay there five, six years. And um, then what kind of tended to happen is that, you know, I was getting involved and kind of supervising other junior students. And then, oh, we need to write the paper. So I was always involved in this writing the paper, somehow, you know, trying to, you know, discuss the story and revising and things like this. So a lot, a lot of writing. And I was like, ah, you know, very, very tough. Uh, not really enjoying it. Uh, you know, I like writing papers, but as I wrote in a blog post, uh, I'm really upset when I need to write for this reviewer madness. And it, again, it's bad to complain because most reviewers are nice people, are actually our colleagues, but the kind of setting and the kind of, a, you know, anonymous things that they, they tell you good or not, or the fact that there is a high bar for these top tier things, and if you don't have a top tier paper, then it doesn't count. Again, not really things that are true, that if it's top tier paper, it doesn't count, but Unfortunately, there is this pressure uh, to publish in these conferences. So it was something that it was already heavy for me. But then I said, okay, now I'm going to move to France. It's a tenure position. Thank you, thankfully, to some crazy French law that, you know, you cannot be fired after four months of employment. So um, I knew what I was going to. I thought, honestly, that I wouldn't do this writing this much. Unfortunately, as it happens, you basically end up doing a lot of writing anyways, because you have students and you care about them and PhD in, in Europe is also three years. So there is a lot of pressure. Uh, what really flipped me off is that 
you know, once you're a PhD student, you know, this is temporary and it takes five, six years, fine, and then you're out. But if you are a prof with tenure and you see, well, that's going to be my life for the next 30 years, that really was super scary. And like, no, I absolutely don't want to do this. And that's when I started to kick in like, you know, maybe I should find a plan B. So it was not that any news. It was more the mental realization that this could be my life for 30 years. And which means that you don't study some things, you don't have a technical thing and so forth. And I didn't want to give up this technical stuff. That is the reason for which I joined this field uh, so young. So again, I guess I got scared about keeping the same life for, for 30 years. Yeah, that would... Yeah, uh, yeah. I think people are different, but I, I admire this kind of point that you 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 want your life to be more unexpected. Yeah, more enjoyable. it's like you know, and and you know, one year ago, of course, it was a big big bet because it could be that after any years of the same life, you you get bored and you don't want to do this and you want to change again. Very fortunately, as of now, that's not the case. So I spent one year now in industry, very technical job, and I really really like it. So. Of course, there is number of, you know, problems, quote, quote, you know, it's a specific industry. Of course, there are pros and cons, as in everything. But in terms of, you know, what I do on a daily basis, I am involved in many technical things, either coding or discussing about technical things, you know, or no, not mentoring, but, you know, even the, you know, co-designing something together is not something, oh, I'm coding myself, but discussing these technical things, um, I, I, I really like it. What I, and you know, I still, I miss it a lot, the teaching, the mentoring and so forth. What I don't miss much is the keep talking on aspects like how we should write this paper or should we write in this way? No, if you write this, then the reviewer is going to be upset. Things like this, strategizing how to play the, the reviewing game. I'm so fed up uh, talking about, you know, taking a stuff, even if I'm not the guy doing it. Still a very big fan, so I would expect that in the future maybe my technical contribution is going to be a bit less, as I guess you know people evolve uh, uh, in in their career. Uh, but you know, so far so good. Uh, I'm gonna keep it for a while. You know, maybe you know maybe it's after three years. Maybe after three years I get support. I don't know. But uh, you know, yeah. But I'm glad you mentioned this point because I think the point of publication and how to write the paper that it can yeah meet expectation of the reviewer. Since you now have been in system and what kind of maybe way of communicating your ideas in the lab to public and peers? Because we pay a lot of money for publication. Yes, it's hard. I have to confess, it's hard to, to write in a, in a in a certain way that can confess people, uh, convince people about what you're doing. But since you have this experience, what, what kind of maybe publication or communication do you think much way better and easier and enjoyable? For, yeah, for yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think there is one answer. Also, think that people have different tastes. Uh, I know professors that still enjoy writing papers like for the publication game. They don't do it for the publication game. They think that, you know, that's the best way to write papers and they would do it in that way anyways. So that's some kind of a alignment of incentives, let's say. For me, that thing didn't ring uh, anymore. Um, personally, what I found super enjoyable was to write that blog post. And, you know, it took me a, a bit of time, of course, to write it. I collected these random thoughts in, you know, many random files and so forth. But, you know, the, the sitting down and trying to say, okay, I want to publish the blog post before, before I really start, now that all these ideas are fresh. Um, 
it was very refreshing because it's my blog post. I can say whatever I want in the way I want. I can set up the tone. Nobody can tell me, oh, it's not scientific enough. Well, tough life. It's my blog post. So this kind of a freedom in expressing myself was fantastic. Uh, and this pissed me off even more because I think I'm somebody that actually likes writing. I, 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 I like the, you know, finding, you know, random thoughts around and try to systematize them and, and put them together in writing. You know, I'm so happy that I wrote that blog post because it's some ideas that I had in my mind and now they're there, they are in writing. And, uh, it's also for me because of course it's not that everything was so clear when I started writing the post. Uh, so I, I really enjoy also the writing as act of, you know, understanding better what somebody has in, in his own mind and so forth. And still, so I want, I'm one guy that actually likes his writing and still they managed to piss me off with this academic game. So it's very, it's very sad. So it's not even that, oh, I don't like to writing at all. I just want to write code. That, that's not the case. And still, I, I, I didn't make it. Um, yeah, honestly, you know, for, for that specific position, I think there is a mixed components of things. It's more the, you know, the academic job, let's say, than the fact that the PhD is only three years. So they kind of, you know, you, you feel, I, I felt some, somehow limited uh, in, in a sense that it's more difficult to shoot very, very high. Um, or if you, if we did, and, you know, that was my plan, like, let's shoot some middle range. So no, of course, that's not how it works. You get students. These guys were, you know, I had two students that were really, really, you know, under my supervision. One just finished it, the, the one is going to finish in December. And these guys, of course, they have their own life and their own interest. And, you know, they shot super, super high. And, of course, it was very painful. And, uh, you know, but I'm happy that they chose their path. Uh, so we ended up being super stressed and, uh, and so forth. I think everything is going to be fine. But, uh, uh, but, you know, this kind of a constraint that if you shoot high, then it's quite stressful. It's a bit tricky. Um, the other thing is that, Academia is great, but if you have a job in location X, then I found it a bit tricky to to be more flexible. And I didn't find myself to be a big fan of, of, of the area um, for, for several reasons. Uh, so it was also a bit of the feeling of, you know, I don't think I, I find myself living here for 30 years. And, you know, where can I go? You know, there are some places around, but no, but nothing really, really clicked. Um, I really want to explore this, maybe remote working and so forth. So far, I really enjoy the flexibility. Um, you know, I think, it, you know, there are cons, of course, about this remote, remote work, but there are many pros. Uh, I guess, again, as always, it depends on context and, uh, you know, kind of a stage of life and things like this. But at this time, I am really, really happy that I had this flexibility. You know. Yeah, um, it is a particular involved location. It's very excellent because many people are afraid to move or yeah, and, and leave I something have, because I mean, yeah, I think location. it happens often that you know you go to play sex because you got the job there, uh, and sure, some people are like, oh, but who cares? I'm there to work twelve hours per day, so fantastic for them. I I was not in with this mindset, especially with this uh, tenure from friends. I was like, okay, now finally I'm gonna enjoy the life. Again, I feel super bad complaining because it's the French Riviera, you know, people want to go there for vacation and so forth. But I found it is very good for tourists. Honestly, it didn't, it didn't really click for me. Um, you know, it's very good touristic area, but, you know, crazy prices to find a house is tricky. To, to buy a house is impossible. Also, you know, the, the, my previous school was not bad in terms of salary, 
in a sense that it's not a university, it was a non-profit. Uh, and so the salary of professors were much higher than what a professor in a university will get. But still, I think with that kind of salary, you know, for sure you do a good life. But on the other side, uh, in industry, the things are different. So also that kind of stuff, you know, at the beginning, I never cared about money. So I did six years PhD. So if you do the math on how many, how much money I lost while not joining Google, maybe uh, 10 years ago, it's a lot of money. Not a problem, but at some point, again, people grow and they realize, okay, but this money stuff, um, it could be that by not having tenure, by having a real job now, then these uh, concerns about the future kick in more. Like, you know, it could be that the company fails or I get fired or I don't know what happens. And maybe in 10 years, I'm without a job. So you try to think about your future self better and maybe you are more protected in academia. So I don't know. It's, again, you know, I keep talking, but it's a, it's a lot of these mixed feelings. There is no single reason. Um, I, I'm happy that or whatever I brought, I didn't change my mind on any single point. Um, uh, also, you know, as the blog post shows, I'm not afraid of acknowledging bad decisions. Not bad decisions, but like, you know, realization that, you know, this was bad. So I'm doing something else. So, so far, fortunately, it's all good. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that because I think well, I, I read about that as well, about the fear. I think what's standing in most people's way is the fear. And people believe that you have only one shot in life. Actually, you can have many shots, as you said. You can change your whatever decision, how it turns to be. Uh, it, the, the changing stuff, it's, uh, there is fear, and I get it. And I think in some, in some form, it's, it's, uh, it's legitimate. Because, you know, once you get out, you get out. Especially very publicly with the blog post like this, clarifying that it's not just a school, but I'm not really into this academic stuff anymore. Again, I hope I'm not going to change my mind in the future. And if I change it, I hope that somebody's going to still get me. Uh, but the fear is real. Uh, and it's a hit. I think it's a career hit in the sense that I think for how companies work and so forth, of course, there is a, um, you know, if you start in a specific company much earlier, of course, you grow as a career, as a role and so forth. And I found myself starting from scratch, not from scratch, but, you know, it's a new topic. I started a new company, so I can be as good as I want. But there are many things that are internal and, you know, many tools and many things to know. And if you don't know them, you cannot be as useful as other people uh, that uh, maybe are there for a longer time. So somehow, you know, I'm not starting at the bottom. Fortunately, they, you know, I have good friends and they, they knew me before. So they were able to, you know, got the, they got the package, the complete package, not just one random guy. So I'm very happy for that. Uh, but... You, you, see, you see the heat in terms of starting a bit from, uh, from, uh, from behind, which is okay. I mean, the pro is that there are tons of things to learn. Uh, you see many dynamics that from academic side you cannot see because it's all industry stuff and it's all internal. So, um, so far it's been an interesting ride. But I, what I'm trying to say is that the fear that I had is kind of justified because if something goes wrong, I think it's tricky to come back. And some, oh, but I'm going to start from not above, but from kind of medium ground, it is true. And, you know, it's part of the game, I think. Yeah, yeah, I uh, really like that point, yeah. And I think the point again about, I think because I hear all of you saying that, and even many bosses that uh, I'm now, I don't know what I should do. I don't have, I just finished my postdoc or 
or even in academia, I don't know how I can switch to industry or starting my own thing. And I think that's a huge fear. I, you feel stuck. I, I, I don't know what to do. And uh, it's kind of, for you, luckily, you have this kind of connection to be in a company. But what kind of maybe it's things people should consider listening? Because sometimes people continue in, for hope to get a position, which may be not a good thing. There's many opportunities in life and shouldn't be focused only in that thing. But it seems there's... You have to get this prize anyway, but people waste a lot of time, money, uh, or not money, time in academia, and because you don't know what should what should I do else, and I don't know, I feel stuck, and this kind of sunk cost fallacy here, just to, you keep continuing that path, and and because you don't know what what else I should do, or it's it's very tricky, it's very tricky, and honestly, uh, I feel super lucky at least in my field. And, you know, many of these technical fields, there is a plan B. And I knew it from the beginning that there is a plan B. So I was kind of a, I knew that, oh, if I don't like it, I could either. Um, it's uh, depending on what you look for, of course, it's less, you know, you, you may need to be flexible, let's say. For example, one in my case, they could say, no, I only want a job in Android security. Well, there was no job in Android security during the pandemic and the ability to, to live from Vienna, from my home. Uh, where also my girlfriend lives and so forth. Well, there was nothing like this. So I found this one. Actually, I'm super happy with it. But of course, I need to be a bit more flexible and kind of a, uh, be be um, flexible in working on something else. Uh, maybe if I was working in Android security, people knew me already like, oh, you know, this guy is super expert in Android security. Well, I'm not a super, super expert in Windows malware, for example. So, you know, again, there is this fear of starting a bit not from, from above. So that's something I need to accept. And I embrace it, like, you know, it was a great decision. So I'm, I, I'm very happy here. Uh, but that's something might happen, even in our field where we have a plan B as industry. Of course, these thoughts are much more complicated in those fields where the, the plan B for industry is not as uh, available, let's say. And uh, honestly, I don't have, I don't have good advice. Uh, like, in, uh, in general, if... You know, this academic stuff can be so rewarding uh, that um, my suggestion is to at least try. Of course, it's very personal uh, to at which point it's better to say, okay, I tried. It's a, you know, there were no positions or I was not lucky enough. I was not good enough uh, and I didn't find a job. Let me do something else. This kind of bar, I think is so personal that I, I don't know. I don't know what to uh, how, how to have advice. I, I have no idea. Um, I fortunately was not in this situation of, you know, there was a, a plan B. Um, honestly, uh, again, everyone attaches to this academic job so many different aspects. Personally, for me, clearly, it is not worth it to spend 50 years of life just for being a professor. And maybe my advice is to try to really go to the root, the root uh, reason on why one would like to stay in academia is it really because you love the job uh, love the mentorship and things like this or because oh that's what people do uh, after doing a postdoc um, the other thing is that there is there is not this plan b may not be as available but you know if somebody can get a phd or a postdoc in, in a topic then it's probably a smart person and you know, there are ways to reinvent uh, oneself, but of course it could be a new life. And I get it's tricky. Uh, it was tricky for me to change within the same, you know, community. 
um, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And 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 you know, that's that's one one sad part. It's not sad part of academia, but it's uh, there are many stories that you see online on Twitter of of people feeling stuck. And you know, I I I'm getting this feeling that I see more stories now on oh you know, I tried didn't work. I'm gonna change and have a normal life. Um, maybe people are starting to normalize this kind of a quitting. Maybe people are starting to you know, show this, okay, I changed my mind and not frame it as a failure, but more as a, you know, it was good to try, but it's not worth to spend other 10 years of my life in this kind of a, uh, it's not just about the, the professor or not. It's just, there is so much uncertainty. Like, you know, I have a postdoc for two years, then I have a postdoc for two years, then I have another postdoc for two years. This kind of uncertainty and impossibility to make plans, um, it's tricky. Again, super personal. Some people don't want to make plans. They don't care about having a family and so forth. Sure, if you want to jump every two years somewhere, that maybe that's a perfect job. Uh, yeah. But I'm curious, when you transition to industry, what kind of feeling do you have? Like, did you feel differently? I don't know. More, you feel life more enjoyable, and I don't know what kind of feeling you have when you become an industry, and maybe the aspects that you find very satisfying for you. Um, again, very personal answer. Um, first of all, the, the, the actual better balance, it's real in a sense that in academia, you don't have a real boss and you're expected to do this, this and that, and to not disappoint your peers could be, you know, PC invitations and, you know, reviews for stuff and, you know, many, many other things. And then these things get added and sure there was tenure in France, but if you are not good enough, if you don't get grants, if you don't apply for this, then you don't get promoted. And of course, for you know competitive people, it's very sad to get a job and then say, okay, I'm done. I don't. No, of course you get there to do to be good at your job. And that's also that's one of the reasons I, I I left because there were some aspects that to be good at my job I didn't really, really enjoy and I didn't want to scam them. Like now they got this guy, he doesn't really like it, so he stays there. He's gonna be assistant professor forever. That didn't feel right. Um, so the the, uh, the 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 aspect of you know trying to get better at what you do is something that now is more aligned with what I like to do. So again, for my specific team, there is a lot of development that goes on, and you know technical knowledge is appreciated. If I learn a new framework, a new thing, it's appreciated. Uh, if I write things. Uh, uh, in a way that, you know, I learn something. So the next time I'm faster, this is appreciated. This stuff doesn't exist in academia. Uh, and, you know, I guess that I, there are many skills in industry that I really valued and I really, really hope to have time to, to learn while I was in academia. And unfortunately there was no time. Now, finally I'm paid for this. And so what happens is that, um, what I was doing as my hobby, now it became my job. And now I have time for other hobbies. So I started to, you know, pick up, you know, chess or electronics or uh, I don't know, learning other languages and things like this. And it's something I didn't have much time, uh, much time before. And now, you know, if I need to learn a framework, I can say, you know, for today I'm gonna learn this framework. I don't need to take a time out of my on my weekend. And going back to what I was trying to say before, and then I forgot, was that you know, since you don't have a boss there, you basically try to. It's more difficult to say no. Uh, there is always the expectation that you need to go in this business and so forth. 
now is more structured so we working we have some goals if we make them great uh, but as as far as you know if i make these goals then i'm done and um, there is nobody pushing you to work over you know over time weekends things like this they don't exist so these are respected from day one in one year nobody's ever told me anything about my weekends i for the first time i took three weeks of vacation straight without opening my work emails and you know nothing happened i still had my job when i came back and this stuff never happened because there were always pcs to be participating in and so forth and you know now i'm transitioning out so i'm still part of some pcs but i i'm, I'm basically moving out let's say so i'm gonna try to keep being involved and try to serve in some pcs but i'm reducing the amount of, of pc run committee work by a lot and this allowed me to have you know more time uh, free uh, for my hobbies and, and things like this. Um, so I guess this, the fact that there is no crazy pressure always on, uh, and the fact that you don't need to advertise yourself as part of the job, like you know to get grants to be known by other professors so that they invite you to program me see, that's refreshing. I just need to do my job. I have some goals. I need to convince maybe my team is twenty people. I need to convince twenty people I'm reasonable. That's it. If they are not convinced, I can talk to them. And that's amazing. I don't need to fight with unknown people that I'm a reasonable guy. And I'm referring, of course, to the review process. And the fact that I'm out of this game, almost out, because we have seen some meeting papers with students, it's really, 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 really refreshing. Yeah. I like that. So since we closed the end, and I have a few questions for you. Maybe the first one, um, if anyone listening to you and... Um, afraid to take a decision on like what kind of maybe something you have to consider to weigh the your situation i know it's personal but i think many people sometimes in in life the fear is so high and just sometimes you can't jump just you need to jump but sometimes you're afraid and what if i jump and nothing happened or so maybe through your experience there's something maybe was helpful for you to to weigh the situation and know your, your authentic self because, you know, it's not for me. It's not for me. And you choose something. Maybe we'll say, that's crazy. But but I, I understand what you said. And, and many people don't agree with that. But And lying to themselves. Yeah. For me, the, 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 the hint that something was wrong is that I ended up being sad. And it's not that you are, you know, you, you, you are sad for, you know, three months straight. But occasions in which you feel sad for some reason uh, they they appear more often and this stuff appear for one month then two months then three months and again it's not that every day is bad of course you know you go to the office you enjoy with students you know life is good so i i kept my mindset you know life is good everything is good but then um some moments were you know i don't know i found myself very sad um in in some occasions I think it was more, you know, when I maybe was too much, too, too, too tired of traveling because, you know, uh, too bad a situation where basically my girlfriend was not leaving me and so forth. So it was a lot of traveling for personal reasons, a lot of traveling for confidence and so forth. And, uh, you know, at some point I said, wow, I don't like this. And I feel very, very tired. And so I guess the hint is having these moments, I think is normal. But if they happen for a long period of time, repeatedly, uh, that's a signal. And... You know, you can be afraid of taking a decision, but what you know for sure is that if you don't take it, probably it's going to continue. Of course, it can be for other reasons. Maybe there is some personal event that was bad, and maybe you are yourself for that. But in my case, everything was fine. Uh, no problems at all. 
it's just a personal situation where I felt stuck with I have this amazing job, but then, you know, it's tricky to make everything work. Uh, I want to enjoy more of this, you know, study more things. I don't have time and so forth. So it's not that I felt forced or very, very pushed to take a decision, but I knew this stuff would not be, um, you know, would not work out in the long term. Uh, I fortunately I was able to pinpoint why I was sad and I think it was for too much traveling, too much of this game. I didn't, I didn't see a way out because even with this tenure, as I wrote in the blog post, I, I felt trapped because you still have students, you care about them. And so you keep reviewing the papers. So, you know, I guess summary is if you, if it feels weird or not good for a long time, maybe it's time to take a decision. The other thing is to set the deadline. Uh, what I did was to, when I understood that something was not okay, I said, okay, I'm going to give myself six months or something like this. And then I kept notes. It's like I know a mini journal of things like this. And six months later, it was basically worse. So not worse, worse, but, you know, very, very similar thoughts, which is, you know, indicative of I'm not changing my mind. So I think my thoughts on why I'm sad are, are correct, which means maybe I should change something. So I guess this mix of also taking it, making a deadline, I think was a was a good idea. Um, yeah, I think I mean I didn't think about this specific aspect, so you you found me unprepared. <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that was what that was what uh, what was uh, going on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in general, personally, I don't think there is any job that that oh you know this job is so good that even if i'm sad i need to keep it i think it's super bullshit so if you don't like it fuck it do something else um life is short and you know if you don't see a, a way out i would say try to find it i mean i don't want to simplify this stuff of course i'm over generalizing some situations can be tricky um the other thing actually that i want to mention is should be considering on what's on the other side in a sense that, you know, if you have a job and there are some cons, but the other side is much worse, then maybe you should keep it. Maybe change something in your current job to, to make it fit. Maybe say no to traveling if you travel too much for personal reasons, you know. So I'm not saying that it's always good to, to leave everything behind, but um, it's more, you know, what is the alternative? Is the alternative as some cons, like maybe it's not tenure job, but there's many other pros, you know. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that um, going back to this, uh, you know, feeling stuck uh, and, and so forth, is that what I really felt stuck with was to, oh, you know, there are so many potential possibilities or where I could go next. But turns out in reality, there are not so many possibilities, like concrete options on what to do next. I don't think there are as many as you would think. So usually the concrete ones are like three, four, and it's much easier to take a decision among these three, four than, uh, of, you know, oh, you know, there are so many aspects to optimize uh which one should i take i'm referring to you know there are maybe 20 aspects to optimize or 20 aspects that you can find different trade-offs and finding the perfect spot is tricky but the concrete options are usually four specific points in this potential you know possibilities and if you pinpoint those it should be usually easier to, to move on yeah excellent so maybe the last question i think because uh yeah it's important to know who maybe responsible for maybe the the scientists will not really speak a lot about academia the like publication review who do who do you think is responsible for that and who is perpetuating this kind of system that we know is not so much effective and we need to change 
where do you think? Of course, it's not about the people because we are, are a good people, but the system is not good. But at the end of the day, who running the system is already people. So I don't know from your experience, who do you think in academia in general is like pushing, not pushing, it's still perpetuating the system. And and we speak in that it's it's painful sometimes. It's just kind of process part of it. It's not it's not enjoyable. If you can answer yeah. this question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, my realization was that it's such a systemic problem and not a specific individual, just a society that is this aspect of academia and that's how we went forward. I feel it's getting better in a sense that people are talking more about this problem. Uh, people that live are more visible in a sense that maybe, you know, somebody write a blog post and so forth. And, uh, um, and some, thankfully, some profs read this blog post and say, you know, sure, this guy is right. There are discounts, but I still like the job a lot. So I try to change things. And there are some pros that are very active, maybe on Twitter, um, being very vocal about these injustices or being very vocal against this reviewer number two, being very vocal about, you know, these are very bad reasons to reject the paper. Um, so as you can imagine, I don't think there is any single person responsible for this. There are few bad apples. Unfortunately, these bad apples have a much more repercussion in terms of uh, damage they do with respect to the good apples. In a sense, out of five reviewers, you need a very bad one to piss people off. Um, my my only uh, hope is that everyone of us that is still in the system tries to do his best. So be vocal about problems and try to, you know, for example, if there is a co-reviewer that is doing a very bad job in reviewing and saying, oh, you know, but this, this problem is not novel, then, you know, be the guy asking, okay, if you think it's not novel, give me the list of references. And this stuff happens all the time. And maybe this guy doesn't reply and, you know, shut off. And then the chair kicks in. Okay, this guy didn't provide the references. It means it's actually novel. The paper gets accepted. Uh, but it's tiring. I mean, I've been doing my best on this. Now I'm getting out, so I'm, I'm taking less of this uh, PC service. I will try my best, but, you know, it's a, it's a systemic issue. Uh, it's getting better. I don't know when we're going to have a better place. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you have any final words like to say, Yannick, for people listening to you. Any final words you would like to say? Yeah, don't listen to me. I mean, uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I, I remember... I remember... Um, I remember uh, respecting a number of people and then whatever they were telling me, they could, you know, swing my opinion in such a strong way. Um, and this goes from saying, you know, oh, you know, you will be lost if you don't go to academia or, you know, famous profs on, uh, on writing a blog post. Oh, that's why I left academia and then joined on Google. And so, oh, wow, if this guy did it, so it may mean that it's actually reasonable to do this. No, maybe it's not reasonable for you. So I have very specific uh, things I like, some things I don't like. Um, and again, I have a very flexible mindset. My bar is usually is as long as it's kind of a technical stuff, I enjoy working on it, even if I'm not super expert. Some people are not like this. Some people prefer to be super expert in one topic. I don't think they would have a good life in my current life. So, or some people are really upset when they, uh, they, don't, they don't have the absolute freedom of choosing their own project. I cannot choose my own project. There is flexibility, but of course it needs to be relevant to what we do as a team. You know, if you're not flexible in, in this way, maybe, you know, stick to the academic job and 
maybe get less students, try to make it work. It's so flexible as a job. Uh, some profs are profs without caring about the students in the sense that they get tenure and then they don't hire more students. There are cons in this because you need to do other, you know, committees and things like this, but that's a reasonable career. If you're there for the research that you do, sure. I was there mainly for the students. Uh, and with this mindset, I couldn't get out of the of the loop, but maybe some other people do. Maybe some other people are so better advisors than, uh, than you know, no matter what student they have, everything is good. I don't know, but don't listen to me. So write things down and try to analyze your thoughts and uh, yeah, hopefully you take a reasonable decision and nothing is forever, so. That's excellent, and I think that may be helpful for people who maybe feel doubt or maybe need to reconsider their options, maybe. And I, I, I again, I would like to thank you for this wonderful blog post. It was really wonderful. And it was such an honor to see you and, so, and so, have this Absolutely. So I hope you liked it. I really, really, again, we go back to I like writing this, you know, I think that's probably the, the most important thing I ever wrote, most fulfilling for sure. Uh, I, I I got emails from random people saying, oh, you know, thank you. I mean, this kind of writing for me was super useful and it really was the end, um, let's say, the once again that I actually like writing in just the specific things and the way we write things that I'm not convinced anymore. So I hope I'll, I'll have time to some follow up to some experience of after one year. But, you know, life is busy. But yeah, but thanks a lot for the for the kind words and for the invitation. Really, yeah. Thank you, Annika. Again, thank you.